0: everybody to another edition of the between two wheels podcast look everybody loves to go out and get a kom they like to beat their buddies but what if you're one of those people that took on a grand tour stage winner and took his kom what if that kom had been taken from a grand tour stage gc winner well we've got a guest today who just went through this drake Duell, welcome to the show how are you doing today Hi,
1: everyone. I'm doing well. Thanks. Just Great, got back so, from a long ride.
0: How was your ride today? You're, you're out there in Hawaii still, right? Is that correct?
1: Yep. Yeah, I just uh, did a nice century up country. Just not not a big one, but it was nice. Beautiful get out, out here. You're hanging out in Maui right now? Is that right? Yep. Yeah, okay. I'm staying in a host housing in a condo in Maui down in Are Kihei. You?
0: Are you with Mason Marlowe? Is that the? I
1: am with Mason Marlowe, the one and only,
0: <laughs> the protagonist. Uh, well, he is a friend of ours, a friend of ours podcast. So, I'm glad you're, uh, and he connected us up. So, uh, good to hear. So, look, um, it was what was interesting is he happened to throw this uh, idea out to to talk to you, uh, yesterday. But right before that, a friend of mine had sent me a tweet, and it was Kirk Carlson saying, saying, "Hey, look at this great uh, ride up Haleakala. Uh, That's where it was, right?"
1: Yeah, Holly Okay.
0: And and he was he tagged some uh some uh Velo News and I think uh Cycling News and Fred Dreyer and some other people out there. So have you gotten uh news about your situation? We'll talk about the the, the great ride you did and obviously your whole life. So you've been getting uh, publicity.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's been cool. Uh Bobby Julik and George Hencappy commented on the Strava. So that's nice to see. And I think that- I think Kirk is trying to set up something with fellow News, so
0: Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. That'd be good. So, I mean, you're on here with us, but, you know, you could always talk to them as well. Oh, this is the
1: big time. It doesn't get any better than this. (laughs) I don't know. I'm a big fan.
0: Are you really? Have you heard of this podcast before?
1: Or is this? I listened to an episode last night. Oh,
0: okay. Which one did you listen to? Let's let's break the most
1: recent. The most recent episode. OK. Talking about Quinn Simmons and some racing. (laughs) Right.
0: So let let me let me just uh, I'm not going to get into any controversial stuff, but as a young kid and, and how old are you? 22. Okay. So as a young kid out there, you know, social media is prevalent uh, prevalent for all young kids nowadays. Uh, is your team, your team California, is that correct?
1: Yes. Team California.
0: Do they give you any guidance as to how to go forward so that you don't have any missteps, uh, whether you think Quinn did or not a misstep that you don't have these problems, uh, you know, going forward at least for the team? Do they give you any guidance for that?
1: We don't get a lot of guidance around like don't be controversial. I think everyone on our team is like understands that you don't want to touch any uh, like delicate subjects necessarily on right. social media. So I I try to stay away from from anything uh, too crazy. I just try to share like my life and bike riding and some beautiful photos.
0: Well, I, I suggest that going forward, that'll do you well. So let's talk about, first of all, I want to get into your background because I did a little research on you last night and it's fascinating, honestly. Uh, but Thank why don't we start? Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see how you do here, though. Uh, why don't we talk about your ride uh, up Haleakala? Now, you'd, you said you'd done this because I watched your, and I'll link it in here, uh, YouTube on there. You'd done it several times before. Um, when did you first do this ride? And then what got it in your mind that you needed to go for the KOM?
1: Yeah, so last year I spent six weeks in Hawaii, uh, mostly on Maui, but I did some island hopping. And I climbed Haleakala four times, and each time I got, like, a little bit faster. Uh, and then the last time I did it, I got 49 seconds off of Mike Woods, and I didn't expect to do that. Like yeah. cause that's I mean, it was a really fast time. It's stood since 2013. And then I was really frustrated because that was my last day in Maui. I had to go back to school uh, after that. But I like was already planning at that point. Like I gotta get back. I gotta get this kom because it's just such an awesome climb.
0: Yeah. Now, do you know the history? I, and I was looking on the the leaderboard. Uh, do you know much of the history about um, with Mike Woods taking it from Ryder Hesjedal?
1: Ryder. Yeah. 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 Ryder had it under like a pseudonym or whatever. Do you know. Uh, and I'll
0: pull it up. Do you know what that pseudonym is? Is he still on the board?
1: Yeah. He's he's there. He's third. Um. It's uh. I think it's it's something off like the A-team. Yeah, Dean, Dean Murdoch. Murdoch. Okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> there you go. Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, but, so yeah, his... Mike Woods got it from him. But um, it's funny because Mike Woods actually did it. He did it in 2013 that year. and I think he did it again the next year, 2014. He did like 15 watts more and went slower. Oh, interesting. Just the conditions are so variable. And it's really hard to predict what you're going to get up there.
0: Yeah. So you've got, uh, Rob Britton on there as well. So, and, and some of those other ones, I, you know, just might be uh, freaks or, or maybe they're using a, a, an, alias as well, but Ryder, yeah, I mean, people might know 2012, and 12, you know, general, uh, overall GC winner. So that's pretty impressive. How, do you think they were going for, and actually I did see something, uh, Jonathan Vaters had had the KOM, I think before, uh, Rider, So he had taken it at least, it, did they go from the same place that you did? Cause I know there's different starting spots.
1: Yeah, it can vary a little bit, but pretty much you start in a town called Paia and yeah. you end when the road tops out at, at an observatory at the top. So there's not a lot of room for error there.
0: Okay, gotcha. Uh, at least okay. not on the
1: order of magnitude of minutes, maybe right. seconds. But. So,
0: so watching your video was was pretty interesting because you, you used you said you used a best spike split. Um, so I've I tried that several years ago, just messing around with it. What, did you find it to be very accurate and helpful? I mean, you it's mentioned it's
1: pretty. It, but- it's pretty good, to be honest. Like they've done a lot with the uh, with the algorithm, and mm-hmm. like as a software engineer, like it's it's pretty impressive, I think. Um, but it's not perfect. Like it, I put in that I was gonna uh, normalize three forty, and it thought I was gonna get a two twenty three, uh, even like for, with the forecasted mm-hmm. weather. And then obviously, I averaged like three fifty, normalized three fifty. And went slower than that. So it's not perfect, but it, it definitely gives you like a pacing strategy as well. Yeah. If you've never done a climb before, it tells you like what watts you should be doing here and there. Which, I mean, most people understand to go less watts when you're going fast and more watts when you're going slow. Right. but It's still helpful. Well,
0: that would I know world tour
1: teams use best bike sport as well for RPGs.
0: It's it's interesting that it was, I mean, that close, right? I mean, it's not like it was so far off. So yeah, you're right on as far as uh, that goes. Uh, what was the most difficult part of that whole ride? Because you put up a 224 and uh, you, I'm assuming you had on your computer, like uh, the KOM. So you were always able to keep it in track of like how far off you were.
1: Yeah, honestly, like the first two hours were like easy. Like, like first hour, hour and a half, first two hours. Like I was just cruising. Okay. The last 30 minutes was awful, <laughs> because obviously you're going higher up as, as you get up the volcano. And I was holding like the same watts, like I did more watts the last hour than the first hour. And so once you're getting up to like eight, 9000 feet, I was like fully like breathing as hard as I could just to get in some kind of oxygen, because it's like breathing through a like plastic straw, basically, especially when you're not acclimated. Um, I've been up to like 14,000 in Colorado. It's not that bad. But it's, it's still rough when you're trying to do like something close to threshold. And did
0: you do Mount Evans?
1: Yeah, I've done Mount Evans. I've done the race up there. Okay. So I,
0: I, I used to live there and I did that multiple times as well. Uh, how, how well did you do on there?
1: I think I got like seventh or something. It was a oh, like wow. crazy year. Like walk Morton was there, I was like sitting in his wheel and I was getting the worst draft I think I've ever gotten from a human being before. Cause he <laughs> was like, I think like half my height and like, oh. like half my, uh, uh, width as well. So was not a good wheel i went to the back and sat on someone else's wheel at that point
0: where did it break up on that one
1: um pretty high up because i mean the bottom is fast you're doing like 20 right. miles an hour like it's not going to break up that much but i remember there were just a few groups in the road and i was just in no man's land suffering <laughs> but yeah, i've well. learned a lot since then
0: so. Uh, so i also saw you did uh mount washington hill climb and you got second there and then a i've gotten third. second twice yeah well okay second twice sorry it's that third Uh, That's so obviously, you know how to climb. That's let's put it out there, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Did this come naturally to you? Or is this something you've you've worked on? Or is it like a combo of the two? I mean, because you're pretty young as far as cycling goes, right? You haven't been involved in it for very long.
1: Yeah, I can give you a quick background on on me and endurance sport. So like my main sport up until around a year ago was rowing. Uh, So like all through high school, uh, I rode and then college uh, rode for the harvard lightweight rowing team and only in like 2018 i started getting into cycling i did like a month of cycling in 2018 uh i was a cat five so just doing like some practice crits as cat five and then 2019 i got pretty into it had a bad crash as you do uh yeah but then uh this like 2020 i just like committed fully because of covid like we couldn't row anymore everything was canceled and so i was just riding my bike all the time
0: Are you, are you you done with school? Are you still going?
1: Yeah. So I did, uh, three years and I was planning on doing a fourth, but I had the credits to graduate. So I decided it was, it was worth it to just move on with my life since. Who who doesn't graduate early early
0: from Harvard, right? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So what you're not missing much, I guess, with, uh, with COVID and everything. Uh, so how, how did you, um, how did you get into Harvard? I mean, obviously, you know how you get in there, but, um, how did that work out? Are you from
1: back East? Uh, I'm from Dallas Texas actually. okay okay
0: so, no, so not not in a lot of
1: connection there but they have a good rowing team so that's why okay. I wanted to go
0: okay so rowing was your connection so you went from a obscure U.S. sport to another obscure <laughs> U.S. sport yes right? slightly uh, sport. less obscure but you think, yeah, is rowing one... is
1: rowing is about as obscure as you can get
0: <laughs> right um and I I did see that you were doing some indoor uh rowing stuff like competitions is that is that true yeah, that
1: was what I was best at because rowing is a highly technique uh, driven sport because you have to be like incredibly efficient. It's similar to swimming uh, if you're familiar with that. Yeah. Um, so, but indoors you can do like a, most people will be familiar with like the concept to indoor rower or some kind of indoor rower. They're in most gyms and uh, it's basically like a standardized platform, like an indoor trainer. But if everyone used the same brand, and so most uh, like fitness tests and like indoor training will happen on that, especially like if you're in Boston, you can't row most of the year or not most of the year, but several months because the yeah. river's frozen. So, uh, yeah, you do like tests on that and they have like a world yeah. records for that. So I think that's where I first got into it's similar to Strava hunting in a lot of ways, because you can see like who has the fastest for this distance. And, you know, like you just got to train and train and train until you can beat that. And that's what I was like really into. So I had the world record for like a number of different distances. Uh, Does that break it out by
0: age as well? Or is it just like straight out?
1: Uh, so this was overall lightweight world record. So there's so what's,
0: like. Break down what li- you said with lightweight a few times. And I understand yeah. the words, but break it down. Yeah. For so me
1: in one. rowing, it's it's you have to be 155 pounds or less. Okay. Uh, So it's just a distinction there. It's an Olympic category. So there's the lightweight double skulls and you just have to weigh in under a certain weight. Um, so that's how they kind of divide rowing because unlike in cycling, there's not really any downside necessarily to being uh, heavy because you do displace slightly more water, but really you're just going faster because you got more power behind you. So they divide it up a little bit.
0: Gotcha. Uh, Oh, that's, that's really interesting. So how have you, you had to shed some of your upper body like strength going into cycling because, you know, as you got to be a little bit more emaciated, right. To do all this great climbing. Is that been something that's been difficult for you or just, no, you just don't work out.
1: It was a little bit difficult. Like 2019, when I first got into cycling, like real, I was like 170 pounds, uh, in like May. And what, what, I, how, how how tall are you? Sorry to interrupt. I'm like five eleven. Okay. Okay. Um, and so I was, yeah, I was. That's pretty big for me. <laughs> that's about the heaviest I've ever been. But then I wanted to get down to like one, like a little bit below 150 for Mount Washington. So that was like a two-month gap that I I had to lose that weight, and that was that was kind of hard. But I sit around like 155 now. So
0: because I imagine that weight is is muscle, right? Not so much. I mean, you're not just chubbed up uh, to 175 or so. So yeah, what, it's a lot it, like what did it entail and, to get. To get that uh, muscle You just off. don't.
1: You know, just don't <laughs> Don't eat as much and don't use your arms.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do with my hands. All right. So, uh, okay. Well, that's, that's interesting. So you took the opposite route of Brad Wiggins in a sense. What did you think of him when he was trying to do uh, rowing?
1: I thought it was really interesting. I it was I was wondering if he was going to actually be good. And no offense, he wasn't particularly. Like okay. even on the... He was like okay on the indoor tr- uh, like erg, but I, there was no way he was ever going to be competitive in like actual on the water rowing. Cause I mean, I spent seven years trying to learn how to row from like a young age and I still wasn't particularly good at it. It's really hard to master. And there are a few people in the world that are like, they've been doing it for a decade and they're amazing and they have the efficiency, but at a late age like that, he was never going to be competitive.
0: I'm fascinated how you got into this. Was this something, I mean, I'm always fascinated how people get into cycling too, which I've been doing all my life, but it's just not your common, you know, American ball sports. Now you're from Texas. Uh, what, how did you get into rowing? And it, was it a family thing? Was it just something that was nearby?
1: I, yeah, my mom just signed me up for a summer camp and oh, wow. a lot of my, a lot of my uh, good friends were doing it. So just stuck with it. I didn't did really you- do, I did like a, a basketball, uh, before that, like in middle school and some track, but I never really got into any sports before rowing.
0: Really. Yeah. Interesting. So I assume there was a lake nearby or or was it indoor stuff at an early age? Yeah, well? there's a, there's
1: a lake in Dallas. It's called okay. White Rock Lake. It's okay. grungy and horrible, but it's there.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, that, that, that happened. Uh, we had, not everything could be Hawaii, right? We have a, uh, we have a spot right out here by my house where I think you came and competed out here in Folsom. Uh, yep, I've yeah, I've been out there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, is, a is, that a, is it a nice one? I don't know. Yeah.
1: It's a bit windy, but. Is it? It's it's nice, yeah.
0: Okay, so you get to do this. You go, do it through high school. You end up getting a, a, a scholarship, I assume, to go row. And uh, oh no, just
1: the Ivy League doesn't do scholarships. Okay, they do need I- based financial aid.
0: Gotcha. Um, were you big into uh, the history or anything of rowing and uh, any of that, or, or did it just something that you were just. I love cycling, so then therefore I get into you know the the grand tours and all this stuff, the history of it. Did you get into that with rowing as well, or was it just uh, yeah?
1: Yeah, I think rowing has even more history than cycling, to be honest, yeah. uh, because it's been happening longer. Like uh, like the Harvard Yale rowing race was the first intercollegiate uh, like uh, competition in the U.S. And back um, the Oxford Cambridge boat race in the U.K is like incredibly old and we have a room in a, in the boathouse house uh, on the river that has a picture from every year uh, that lightweight rowing has been happening. And you can look back and find names that you'll recognize uh, from public, uh, public yeah. opinion and everything on the wall. And it's pretty cool to see uh, how everyone was doing. And like, you can read articles about like during world war two, they didn't have very many people to row. And so they had like an undermanned team and stuff, but, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing.
0: I read, I don't know if you've, uh, the boys in the boat, I think it was the 1936 Olympic team that was actually from the university of Washington that ended up because they, I think they just took the collegiate teams competed. And so that team, I think made it to the Olympics and they, they won the gold, uh, out there, you know, in Germany in Berlin. Um, interesting. That was my only context. Uh, and besides when I watched it in the Olympics, um, anything you want to say about that or my only one. Yeah. That's like
1: most people's like only connection (laughs) to rowing. (laughs) I've read the book. It's okay. Okay. Okay.
0: (laughs) What am I? It was 1936. So it was interesting. Uh, okay. So rowing and then you, you decide, I imagine, um, you know, core is not something that, uh, most cyclists necessarily work on, but they should. And I imagine coming from what you're doing with rowing, that's got to be a great, uh, back stop in a sense of, of actually having a a core, right? (laughs) I mean, tell me if I'm wrong.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's something I've been worrying about a little bit recently because I'm not rowing anymore, so I don't have this like wide diversity of other activity that I'm doing to yeah. strengthen my body, and I feel like I need to find something to get that that same stimulation because, yeah, I was chunky when I started cycling, but I was solid, and yeah, uh, yeah I want to. I think that's advantageous, and you see uh, the if you saw the Zwift. World Championship, the esports World Championships. It was won by a uh, by a rower as well, Jason oh, really? Osborne. Yeah, he's like incredible. He does some amazing numbers, but uh, so it, is, it translates pretty well uh, with yeah. the. It's just the aerobic engine that translates, and I think rowers work really hard. So yeah,
0: I I guess I mean sitting in that one spot. That's kind of what we do. So I guess this is a new crossover. I never really have you done the hydrofoil <laughs> on the water. Have you seen those at all? It's like a bike. But it's on the.
1: I've seen that, yeah. Okay, but I definitely haven't done it. No, <laughs>
0: that is that might be your new thing. Combining the two, the the concept. Yeah, thing, I don't know.
1: Well, uh. if you're not, if you're, do you know who Cameron Worth is? Yeah, yeah, he was a rower. He was a lightweight oh. rower. He competed in the I think 2004 Olympics for Australia. So then, there's then a little he, bit of a crossover there,
0: right? Then he did uh, Iron Man, and then he came back to any and he's been right did the. Uh, the Vuelta last this last year with them. So hey. yeah. okay. That's that's exciting. So um cycling. So you you decided to pick up how did you get thrown into that then? I mean, it, it's once again, you're an obscure sport, you're kind of really deep, you're a world record holder. How do you all of a sudden decide that you just want to start riding a bike?
1: Yeah, so I was really set on trying to do Olympics and rowing. Um okay. is that still something went,
0: you're interested in or is that past?
1: No, uh it's past. Um okay. In 2018, that's when I, like, I sort of decided I probably wasn't going to pursue it anymore. There was a trials, um, and I got, like, fifth um, in that trials, and there's only two people that go to the Olympics, uh-huh. and uh, the the lightweight category of rowing is likely to die out in the future, mm, and it's, it's hard to – politics, mostly. Oh. <laughs> they don't like people to, like, have to be a certain weight, uh, yeah, especially a- women. Um, it's just a bit – is, think, there's one, um,
0: there, is there a threshold 150 as well?
1: It's like 135, okay. I think, okay. something like that. Um, but yeah, so I, but the way that I, I actually like first was introduced to cycling was uh, before I started college, the summer before my freshman year, uh, this girl in my class at Harvard uh, just like invited me to go on a, a cycling holiday in Europe, um, in Switzerland. And I was, I was living, I was spending the summer in Vermont at that time rowing. And I was like, sure, why not? And so I, like, watched the tour of the France that year, like, a little bit. Um, and then, like, went over there, got on a clipless pedal for the first time and crashed. Like, my first ride, I, I was in Geneva. That's where I landed. And this was, I got there the day before she did. And I rode down into Chambray in France. And I crashed, like, I think, like, five or six times. And I ended up not getting back to my hostel until, like, 3 a.m., at night and I had to, my Garmin ran out of battery. And so I just had to follow street signs all the way back from France into Geneva. And that was my first experience. And after that, I was like, man, I got to do this some more.
0: <laughs> Not everyone wrecks and then decides this is what they want to do. So did you, um, was some, did someone give you a bike? Did you buy one? Uh, how did that go I, I rented a bike, I and there. then there. Yeah. And, and then, then you, I bought
1: one the, the following year to to do it.
0: And that's, that this is when you were, uh, in new England?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was my sophomore year.
0: So is that where you've done most of your racing?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much all my racing was has been in New England. Um, Just racing over the summer because I was rowing during the year. So I'd start racing on the road in like June, and then go to like uh, mid August, end of August, somewhere around there. So a very short season. That's yeah. It was tough to get a lot of races in. But
0: so how'd you connect with uh, Team California?
1: Um. I think, uh, the first way that I connect is actually after I was riding in, uh, Hawaii last year, Kirk, uh, Carlson, who's like, a higher up in the team. Uh, yeah. he had seen some of my riding and he, he was impressed, I guess, um, with some of the power numbers and everything that I was doing. So he reached out and at that point I was, I was still rowing and I wasn't sure if I wanted to try to do anything in cycling and then I had a couple other teams that I was like in contact with uh, that spring um, before coronavirus hit, but then all racing was canceled, so it was kind of a moot point anyway. Uh, but then eventually I was like, "Yeah, sure, I'll I'll, I'll join t- Team California," and that's where I am now.
0: Do, do you guys have plans for ra- <laughs> for racing in twenty twenty? I saw that at least it's in California, and and is it going to be in California? Because I, mean, I know they uh, they're called Team California, but for the most part you guys just kind of travel around. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. Mo- everyone lives in, uh, most of the team lives in California, but yeah, we'll race, uh, anywhere in the country. But I think at this point, it, it's hard to, uh, hard to say about the future of, of bike racing in America in the right. very near future. But I think there might be a couple of races scheduled. Uh, I yeah. think like Redlands maybe, uh, might be happening in like late summer. So
0: you guys planning on doing Redlands. Is that the tentative plan then? yeah okay yeah this redlands
1: be- and gila i think
0: so uh what do you know about those races uh i mean i could i could gila might be right up your alley i mean climber oh so. i would
1: i would love to ride gila okay uh yeah any anything i can get a nice long climb oh that'd be perfect
0: but That's- uh yeah I, I
1: know i know a good amount about like redlands and stuff like i've read phil's book i read about like what he did there um i've seen some of the results that uh some of the other people that I've been teammates with had there, but yeah, do you, I haven't, yeah. I haven't had a chance to race it at that high of a level yet. Uh, unfortunately, just because of how things have worked out.
0: Right. You get yourself on a climb. You might be like Sep winning up at Oakland and next thing you know, he's with the rally and then he's, you know, doing the tour de France so that, Hey, you know, you man, that'd know. be the dream. That'd be right. the dream right there. Uh, what's, are you working with a coach at all or just kind of yourself?
1: No, uh, just self-coached at the minute. Uh, I think I just mostly have taken like what I know from, from rowing and tried to apply it as best I can. Listen to podcasts. Some of your, uh, competitors maybe, but <laughs>
0: I have no competitors there. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, There's one and only no, there... a unique right. voice. It's like, I do, I do not do training stuff. Uh, I do have, sometimes a coach comes on here and we talk about stuff, but, um, no, there are, you can, that's, that's what's amazing. You're a software engineer. Is that correct?
1: Yes, that's what okay. I went to school for, and okay. I did a. I just finished a, like a nine month internship at Zwift as a software engineer.
0: Oh, oh fun! Uh, well, maybe you we could get some uh, insider insight info on that. But before we do that,
1: that's I'm in- under an NDA, so definitely not. <laughs> oh, for how long? How long? Is, how long is your NDA for? I don't. I don't know exactly, but I don't uh, want no. to risk anything there.
0: Right. Uh, you don't have to do anything specific. But did you work on uh, innovative products, or was it what was kind of your?
1: Yeah, I, I, I got to work on some of the like in-game steering stuff. Uh okay. definitely like in uh like late in fall, early fall, I was working on some of that. But if some of the stuff I've worked on recently, I obviously can't talk about. But yeah, yeah no, and- I, I had a lot of I had a lot of fun in my internship and uh I'm tentatively planning on, on going back uh in September. So uh
0: any prospects for work? Or are you just gonna do ride the bike and hang out in Hawaii? <laughs> Sounds like a good life.
1: Well, I have. So I finished the internship, and then I have a full time position starting in September. Okay, that's uh, that's, great. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, Where are they located? Long Beach.
1: Long Beach. It's been it's been remote uh, so far, but Mm. we'll see.
0: So, with your software engineer mentality, uh, my point was going to be about training. I'm sure you're able to dig into stuff kind of come up with your own plan. And, and so you've been working on that. Is that what you did for it? Cause you said you were really training for the KOM there in Haleakala that way you would, would did, did you just devise your own plan or did you get any outside help for that?
1: No. Yeah. Just, just went with my, uh, went with what I've learned, I guess. Uh, Yeah. I've listened to a lot of like fast talk, uh, some of the trainer road stuff Uh that they put out. Um, I think it's really fun to learn about, uh, learn about training and, I've thought about getting a coach, especially since I'm going to be training full-time for the next uh, five months, but I think it, it it's nice to know, and I like—I trust what I'm doing, and I think I've seen pretty good results from the training that I've done so far. But yeah, for Haleakala, I was basically just following the principle of train the energy system that you're going to be using, so I knew it was going to be a two-and-a-half-hour effort. I knew about what wattage I needed to do to get the KOM, so... I was just in l a doing uh like thirty minute intervals at that wattage for months
0: <laughs> yeah, I saw you did a uh another video on youtube where you had a a, a drone following you doing another k o m have you been yeah, that was a, a
1: lot of- harder that was a yeah. seventeen minute uh effort from Phil geman on one of the one of the
0: did you take it from climbs? him yeah oh yeah he, excellent.
1: It, it's a it's a climb that uh most of the top times on there are from uh, the action team, because they mm-hmm. seem to always do their like training trip, like full gas effort up there. But it's an, it's an awesome climb. And I think Chris Froom actually was uh, was up there as well, because he did some, uh, he, he was in Malibu for uh, right. like a few months uh, over the winter, and he did like a an interval set up there.
0: Good. So you, you be- bested his time as well? Oh, what, what's yeah. the climb name? It's Payuma. Okay. I don't know that one. But, uh, uh, pro tip, um, on <laughs> trainer road, good stuff with, uh, training. Don't, don't necessarily watch their videos for how to race though. That just, just
1: <laughs> oh no, I like, uh, Jeff Linder and North health. Yes. Jeff. Yeah. Jeff is
0: a friend of ours. He comes on our show every once in a while. Um, so yes, yeah, Jeff does. Really I'm a good big fan so. of, him, of, of he and Riker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah he yeah, looks that's, like it looks like, cool right, it looks like Snowden and uh, Chelsea Manning or something. <laughs> or. or, or yeah. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I love them. I, no, no offense. Don't, don't chime in with my controversial takes here on these kind of things. Um, okay, so you've got uh, 2020s coming up. I mean, 2021 now. you don't know what you're going to be doing for uh, racing and in Incense. How long are you going to be staying in Hawaii and just training over there?
1: Uh, not Not much longer. I didn't want to impose myself since I'm a guest here. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm planning on heading back to, uh, heading back to LA on Monday. So that's a few days from now when we're speaking. And then the next goal is going to be, I'm going to be heading out to Tucson in my car, uh, to okay. do Mount Lemon. uh, oh, get that, get you're that taking all these Sanders. guys. Yeah.
0: You're getting yeah. all the big ones.
1: I got to uh, take so- down these Canadians. They're taking our KOs. Right.
0: <laughs> america's best gotta gotta keep that in there uh, are there any koms in in texas i mean you know besides like downhill segments or, or things do they have any climbing there i used to do yeah that.
1: I, I actually i went for a i was out in west texas you get some elevation there i, okay. I think i was up around like uh three five thousand feet it's like the highest point in texas i think i i did a climb there because early part of summer 2020 between when i finished school and when i started my internship i actually lived in a in a sprinter van, uh, like an RV conversion sprinter van, for like two months, and I just traveled around. So yeah, I, I did stop in Texas and do a ride there, and it was so hot and dry and awful, but it was kind of cool. Are,
0: are you thinking of other spots? So I, you're kind of doing the thing where you know kids will go around the nation and and visit all the baseball parks with their dad or something like that. You're going to go around and do all these great. Uh, actually, this is what Phil was planning on doing a few years ago, right? I've just taken a bunch of KOMs. Is that going to be your your thing for right now? I, I, tell me.
1: Uh, for for the immediate future, yeah, that's what it looks like. Since there's not much racing, and I wanna I wanna do something. I don't right. want to just sit in LA and train. So yeah, I'm doing uh, like I said, Mount Lemon, and then uh, in early April, I'm heading to Palomar Mountain in uh, SoCal. Yeah. And then there might be a few others on the radar. So there's like a thousand different climbs in LA that I can do. So those you will can, be in between.
0: You come up here to North, Northern California. Nelson Palace has a bunch up here. You can <laughs> try to take some of his. He's another. I you might know, go world-
1: for uh, Old old Honda. Up in oh, okay. North yeah. Cal. Yeah. That might be a fun one to do.
0: Uh, do you know who has that? Would it be like Levi or, or someone?
1: I think Phil has it. I think so. Phil, oh,
0: Phil took that one as well. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, well, Yeah. I'm I'm pulling for you to take Phil's KOM. So, uh, keep, keep up on, on doing that. Um, Zwift Academy, you were, you were part, I saw that as well. Tell me about how you got involved with that. And if, uh, did you still do a lot of Zwift racing?
1: It's yeah. So it's an open program. So it's just a series of workouts that you complete if anyone hasn't done it before. And they basically just, um, if you're like within the criteria for this, uh, for the like pro contract that you win at the end, yeah. um, they'll like, uh, they'll reach out if you do good numbers on their workouts. So that's, I just did it. Uh, it was while I was rowing. So it was kind of like complicated. I'd like finish a rowing practice and then like go get on the bike and smash out some intervals uh, on the trainer, but it was fun. Yeah. I like Zwift is, is really good for like really efficient specific training indoors as any indoor training platform is. Um, but uh, Zwift racing isn't necessarily my cup of tea. I, I think it's a really good way to get a workout, but I don't think I have a lot of interest in like esports, Zwift racing, that kind of side of it. But that's how actually how I got my internship at uh, at Zwift oh. is I was in that semifinal uh program and then the CEO reached out to me uh in Boston and gave him my resume and managed to Good
0: a job is that what you want to do long term? I mean do you see yourself with your software engineering degree going kind of that where where it's maybe something a little bit more you know the passion that goes along with it, or are you looking to uh you know something else in your own mind maybe start your own business I don't know
1: It's kind of a difficult question to answer, but I guess I'd I like. I'd like well, to do cycling. You don't, you don't I, want to I mess can. up
0: your opportunities with them. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I get it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'd like to do cycling if I can. I mean, the next like few months I'm going to be giving that a go and seeing what I can do. But, um, definitely I, I love, I love working there. It's really cool to have like work be adjacent to a passion for cycling. Yeah. Um, and so for the immediate future, yeah, those are, that's my main option.
0: um, how did you get involved with, or why did you decide a uh, software engineer? Was this something that you had just growing up had been a passion of yours or you, you're just easy to do or uh, what, what's that?
1: I actually, I wanted to do economics when I first started my freshman year, but everyone at Harvard does economics yeah. uh, or like you'd call it like business, I guess, uh, yeah. At like other schools. Um, and I didn't want to do the same thing that everyone else was doing. So I did computer science instead. And my brother is, uh, he's a software engineer as well. He works for Snapchat. He's a okay. few, older, few years older than me, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I just got into it. It's so on fun.
0: economics, I always um, look, you can always learn stuff, you know, with economics, read everything you, you want to yourself. Is there anything in economics that you're interested in? Uh, like some sort of theory that, uh, you, that piques your interest or is it just money and, and, um, the economy and <laughs> stuff? I don't know.
1: Yeah, not really. I, I didn't, I mean, it's, as a freshman, like uh, what, seventeen, eighteen year old, it's hard to know what you want to do with your life, and right. you have to pick something. So yeah. that's what I well, just went for.
0: Well, it sounds like you you picked uh, not only a good college, but uh, a good good degree as well. My son's twenty, and he's still trying to <laughs> figure out. Yeah, you go. Oh, I'm eighteen, nineteen. I'm going to pick what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. That's that's a little rough, and then I'm going to take out student loans for that as well.
1: So. It's a it's a hard hard thing that we ask uh, kids to do. Eighteen right. year olds. Teenagers to do, but what
0: do you, what, uh, what bikes are is team California riding this year?
1: Um, so we did have a, have a deal with factor in the past. Um, this year, I think with the world tour obligations that factor picked up and the bike supply, it's, uh, we don't quite have the bikes to make it work right now, but, so I'm not riding a factor, but, uh, most of the team is, um, from last year,
0: but they did not give you a a bike. Is this something we need to... I mean, you're going to be on... You said with Velenus, with Bobby. They need to start supplying, <laughs> <laughs> supplying these things. Come on, Kurt.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'd I mean, i I'd love to get a, a factor. But right now, riding? I'm, riding, I'm riding a nice sanded uh, bike. No okay. paint.
0: So Okay. I, maybe I shouldn't be. is Kurt Carlson. He used to ride with Jelly Belly, I know. Uh, is he management or is he racing with you guys as well?
1: He's management, but... Okay. <laughs> Uh, he did like, I think he might've done some of the, some of those Zwift racing. I know he still stays fit, but
0: yeah, yeah, he, he did. Uh, we have a race up here in, in Chico, uh, well the Chico stage race. And then, uh, they have just a regular, it's a it's Super Bowl Sunday. It's called the Pesquenta road race. It's a hundred miles from there. And he won it a few years ago and you get a rock. So you can talk to him about like Paris um, Roubaix. Yeah. Cause there's a gravel section. It's like four miles of gravel. But, um, yeah, so it's, uh, you, maybe you can ask him about that. I believe he won that a few years ago. You know, he's a, he's a legend in, in this area. So I'll have
1: to ask him about
0: it. I could be wrong, but that's, that's pretty much what I, <laughs> what I remember. Uh, so you went and did a big ride today. I take it. I, I'm actually, while we're talking, one of my friends, um, just sent me a text. He's like, you see this kid, Drake Duel take the Haleaka KOM. He rode hundred miles on Maui the day before attempting the KOM. Then another hundred miles a day after today, Team California. This is literally what he just—it's Brian Zimney just sending me this about you, uh, and I'm talking to you, so you know I'll tell Brian. Um, how do you feel about some of the uh, accolades that you're getting?
1: Oh, it's cool. I love, I love. I mean, I I take the KOM not for like to have people look at me, but just because it's fun. I mean, yeah. At this point, I'm not I'm not cycling for any like I don't have any real motive there, but um it's it's nice to see people like get some recognition and I think people really enjoy like the the like the romance of especially Haleakala. it's just such a like epic climb that I think people people really like it
0: do you like it because I know Mason Marlowe, he's talking to me out there and he's like I hate it people <laughs> people come out here they want to do this climb I've got to go do this climb with them uh so um did he do the climb with
1: you by any chance no, he was working. Unfortunately, we are we are riding tomorrow though.
0: Okay. So, what, are you going to take him up there, or what's the route you're taking with Mason?
1: Uh, east Maui loop. So that's east just Maui a loop. circle around the uh, east side of the island. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, Lahaina. What's over there? Uh, that's over. Uh, Hana. Hana. There you go.
1: Yeah. Road to Hana. Okay. Oh yeah, we yeah. yeah. The
0: the e- east side. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. All right. I've never ridden over there. I've just been over there a few times in. Uh, I'd like to ride. Is is it bad with traffic, or is it? Do you feel a little claustrophobic on that island, or do you feel like you're getting getting enough? If you you spend
1: if you spend a lot of time here, you run out of roads to ride because there's just not that many roads. It's, It's just not that developed of a place. But it's the riding's really nice, and the weather's beautiful. It rains a little bit, but it's always warm and wonderful. But
0: so you you grew up in Dallas, lived in the east. Um, now you're down in Southern California, but training out in Hawaii, what's the best one for uh, riding?
1: Uh, LA, LA LA. is the best riding in the country that I've experienced. And I've, I've ridden in a good number of places at this point. So.
0: Have you been to, have you been to Boulder?
1: Oh yeah. I spent, uh, I spent like two months uh, living in, in, uh, in like the Denver area and did like a ton of riding in Boulder. Uh, it's nice, but if you're going to live somewhere year round, it's like not nice when it's snowy and awful for uh, six months. So I
0: agree. So I, yeah, I lived there for like six years or so in Boulder and Denver area and, you know, doing bike racing and stuff. And now I live out in Northern California, Folsom, Sacramento, and I feel that it's very similar. Probably you'd like this too. I mean, I'm right in the foothills. So we go out and boom, we're up in the mountains and all the hills that I have here, it's it's uh, great and I don't have too bad of traffic. But I understand LA is is pretty wonderful as well. So
1: it's, it's the weather's amazing. There's yeah. like an infinite number of climbs and it never rains. It's 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 amazing.
0: Yeah, never but I amazing. haven't been to
1: Folsom, so Well you you, know. you, you
0: you've, you've been out here rowing, so now you just come out here and do I'll 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 drive, I'll drive along with, you. I do short rides. So, but that, that reminds me. So you did this training for the, uh, the KOM specifically, what, what was your training and, um, at what duration did you say, Hey, here's the focus. And I'm going to start focusing on, on just specifically training for this, uh, KOM. And what was that? what did that look like?
1: Yeah. So I did mostly the longest climb you can, you can do in LA, uh, in Malibu, at least the Santa Monica Mountains, is like thirty to thirty-five minutes. Obviously, it depends on how fast you go. But for right. me, at my pace, so I would just do uh, I do just like every climb. I'd start on that thirty-five minute climb. I just hold like three forty, three fifty going up, and then I just ride. And every climb I do, I hit lap and hold three fifty up, and then move on with my life. And I just try to get something like an hour to two hours of uh, of work in around that intensity. So.
0: Are you a good time trialist or have you done much of that? Cause it sounds like that's kind of similar except for just climbing.
1: I haven't unfortunately been able to do much time trialing, but I would love to get into it in the future. I think it would be really fun.
0: Yeah. It sounds like you have uh, a lot of potential and uh, need some a little more racing going on, right? I mean, COVID yeah. kind of took a, took a big chunk out of you.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, but hopefully we'll get, we'll get back into some racing soon. But, uh, and I also did, um, on that topic, I did a, like a, a simulation ride because there is a, there's like a climb that goes up to 5,000 feet in LA called Mount Wilson. And okay. Phil happened to have that KOM, but did you,
0: did you uh, take that as well?
1: Yeah. So I held three, fifty one up there. Uh, just like, cause I was like, oh, the Holly aqua pace. And I was like, if I can do it up to there, then maybe with like a little bit fresher legs, uh, in Holly aqua, I can hold it the whole way up.
0: I like that you're taking all of Phil's KOMs personally. Uh, if you ever go back to my catalog of, of uh, podcasts, you might find out why. But uh, I'm pretty excited that a young kid is coming along and taking these off and and picking them off and, and doing them. That's, that's stellar. I just How do you think you're going to manage? Because these are all steady state type of thing. How how have you done with lots of changes of pace and climbing? So you did Mount Mount Washington. And I know I like, get some really steep stuff. One of my teammates when I was your age uh ended up winning that uh, michael carter and it's you know not for the faint of heart it's super steep climbing uh did you do good with changes of pace on that or is that more of a steady climb as well
1: um mount washington's pretty consistent it depends on what gearing you have if you don't have good enough gearing then yeah you're gonna have to like sprint up some of those 22 sections but um I think as far as like changes of pace in climbing, I, I, I can handle myself pretty well, especially a lot of climbs in L.A. Like it's not a consistent gradient. So you'll be going like max out for like four minutes and then it'll like flatten out and it'll roll. And I can handle that pretty well. I think that's actually one of my strong suits is, is knowing how to pace an effort like that, because if you do just sit at the same lots, you're going to go slow. Because yeah. you don't want to be sitting at like your watts going downhill into something. If you're just trying to do like a watt test, then yeah, sure. But if you're trying to go fast, then no one cares how many watts you're doing. Care what, how fast you go up the climb. So
0: Right. And when you start introducing, uh, a com- uh competitors in with this, sometimes, you know, you can't always dictate how that pace is. So that'll be, that'll be interesting and, and fun for you. Have, has uh, team California slated you for specific uh, events yet, or are they just waiting to see what races even open up? And then do it. Uh, have you guys had a team camp?
1: Uh, we haven't had a team camp, but, um, and I don't think we're at the point uh, of firm enough race dates that we can talk about, like uh, who's Got necessarily going to be doing it. But I know that if like, if races like red ones and Gila happen, I anticipate that I'll be there and
0: hopefully doing well. Um, who's on the roster. Do you know, all? The, have you met the team this year then yet?
1: Not in person. No, we've just had, we've had a good number of zoom calls, but
0: okay. I have not done
1: Zoom calls for my life, so <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. I so I'm an attorney, and we do trials now on Zoom. So this is this is where I did a trial yesterday with my client coming in here. We're we're putting on a whole thing. It's a it's a new world. I don't know. Are you enjoying it? I mean, as some sort of you know Swift software engineer, is this your thing, or are you tired of it as well? Like you said,
1: I'm pretty tired of it, but yeah, I don't know. It, like if you're working remotely, like There are benefits, like you can live where you want, but I mean, Zwift is based in Long Beach, which is like sort of adjacent to LA, part of the LA area, so.
0: Yeah, and then you might as well. Any chance that they're going to be in person uh, when you go back, or is it going to be all uh, remote as well?
1: I think they could be in person, but I think they're at their minute, they're just holding steady on the the work from home thing.
0: Right, and you want to go, you'd be able to go in, I mean, it'd be nice, especially when it's a new job, it's kind of nice to actually meet meet some people but then you have to wear pants all day <laughs> and you know at, at working from home you could no not at, not class. at
1: Zwift you can wear whatever you want
0: oh you don't have to wear
1: pants <laughs> you don't nope. have to wear pants
0: <laughs> oh okay well that's maybe that's my place I should go look to you know I've never done Zwift is that is that odd for someone who rides bikes what do you think of that
1: I think there's a good number especially if you live somewhere nice not everyone's going to have an indoor trainer but I,
0: I have an indoor trainer I just
1: oh you just haven't know. done Zwift I just haven't done so. Uh, I, I really,
0: I, 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 that's what people say. I really am trying to avoid, I, I do not like riding indoor. And part of it was I grew up in the Northwest and then lived in Colorado. And, you know, it's snow and everything else. So you year, you know, months of just riding indoors and I just hated it. Uh, so I really try to avoid that. And I'm sure Zwift would help that whole experience. But for me, when I could just kind of, you know, suck it up and go outside and ride, it's, and then plus I'm old and I don't have to be fit. Where you, yeah, I you mean, do, I
1: don't. I don't ride inside if I have the option to ride outside. Yeah, personally, like I mean, I love Swift. Like it's good for if you can't ride outside. But I mean, I think outside is always always going to be better.
0: Right, right. Which, um, you know, look, when you're you're building up your, uh, you're trying to do this, uh, you know, Haliakala as an example, I, it's probably a little bit harder to to sit in there to to, to be able because you have to do what was your time two twenty four. So you're not just doing short intervals. You know, you're doing long rides and long efforts Uh, like you said you did 100 miles is that what you're doing tomorrow as well
1: oh tomorrow might be it might be bigger we'll see (laughs) it's gonna be more than 100 for sure
0: i want to see mason smashed when you
1: (laughs) oh he's gonna be smashed i guarantee you (laughs) i'm gonna have him on his hands and knees at the end of that ride
0: i is is uh is his residence closer to uh to where you're you're Uh, it's
1: on the, it's, it's on the like South side of the Island. So it's, it's kind of far. Okay. from Okay. Idea.
0: Okay. So the point I'm getting, the island is, is tiny, so it doesn't,
1: right. Really matter but I want you, I
0: want you a long ways from his home so that when he's really smashed, you know, it's, he can't just take a shortcut. So that's the,
1: Oh yeah. No, there's no options for shortcut on the route around the route tomorrow. Unless you want to like get in the ocean and call the coast guard or something. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. well maybe, maybe that'll happen. Well, I'm pretty excited for you. Um, anything else you want to tell us where, where, do you have social media that you want people to check out or, um, you know, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, I don't know what you kids do. Yeah. Know. I would
1: say, I would say check out Strava. That's my main one. Okay. I mean, I have, I have all the social medias, but I I'm the most active on Strava for sure. Okay. And I like to, I post pictures of all my rides and love to share it with the world. I but, did,
0: uh, just follow you on Strava. So I saw that. Uh, Yeah. So you got to get your count up there. So I'll check that out. I'll, I'll link it to uh, the show notes here as well. And um, I don't know if there's any, anything else you want to tell us that we missed that it's exciting to, uh, to know about. I mean, your team, California, we're in California. We're excited about this, this KOM, you're taking all the feels KOMs. It just warms my heart. I'm just, (laughs) I'm a, I'm a big fan suddenly. So.
1: Yeah. Just stay tuned. There's going to be a lot more in the, in the future. I I do
0: like that. You you seem to be excited. It is about, the whole idea and the sport and doing stuff. Uh, have you dug into the history of it as well? Are you, are you interested in, in that? And oh, I'm, that a, I'm a
1: cycling mega fan uh, oh, okay. at the minute. Good. Yeah. I, I follow every pro race that happens. Uh, even when the 12 de a wasn't a big race, I was still following it. Okay. Bessage, so,
0: okay, good, good to know. Uh, so what do you think then? Let's, let's talk about this. Cause this, this is my passion as well. So uh, did you watch the races last weekend? KBK uh, yeah, and would H- 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 you think yeah. of those and um and then what do you think of strada bianca coming up is either one of those interest you
1: i thought well to be honest like this year's on loop was kind of boring because it was like a yeah. bunch finish i right. think last year's was way more exciting but yes. i mean i really my i, I love the one day races like the wild brown art matthew Vanderpool rivalry is pretty cool but i mean my favorite races are like high mountains grand tours like i mean i want to see sepkus up yeah. at the top of some Alps, uh, killing people. That's, that's what I want to see personally.
0: I'm a big fan of Sep and I became a big fan of, uh, Roglic this year, sim- or last year, simply because one, you've got, uh, Sep working for him and he's American and he's amazing to watch climb. So I kind of had, I imagine you're a, a Sep fan then as well.
1: Oh yeah. And Nielsen Palace was like amazing at the UAE right. as well. Yeah. He was fifth on GC, just a couple of seconds off fourth. So right.
0: Yeah, we are Paul. I know he's
1: he's he's trains in uh in like a bit more NorCal as well.
0: Yeah, he's he's local here. We um we see him on rides every once in a while. You know, he used to ride with us. I think (laughs) my friend, I won't say which one, but just a few weeks ago, we were on a ride and Nelson came by, so he joined him and was going and he um almost wrecked Nelson out. So.
1: that would be you would be an unpopular man at that point i know
0: uh, so. nelson actually my friend went down and and nelson felt bad but um i'm like dude you can't crash you can't crash him out right before the season starts uh, you so. can't do that yeah so. okay so what strada bianca is that is that something that uh you're interested in? you want to pick a winner for that before we head out for the weekend
1: oh i mean i think we haven't seen walfenart race really yet right. so i think i i think i have to choose matthew Vanderpool. i mean that lead out on the tops that he did last I, weekend with the broken handlebar. That was I, incredible. <laughs> I think, so, I think he's got
0: it. Uh, those two guys, uh, although Wout The last few years, especially last year, was very impressive. Uh, you know, breakaway, like 40 K to go. Uh, I'm, I'm hopeful. I, I'm a big Wout fan. I like both of those guys. And then maybe a little, uh, you know, cross, uh, going again there. Um, I'm trying to see if, um, looking at the, the teams listed here. um, i to remember Bardet. That's who I was thinking of. Roman Bardet. You don't think of him, but he was, what, second there a few years ago when Wout was third. I think when Wout, uh, with Tish Benut won, I think it was Roman Bardet and Wout and Wout fell down going up the final cl- yeah. Little climb. Yeah. Uh, well, he's Roman- on a
1: new team this year. He's right. on DSM. He's been yeah. on AG2R, like, since he started. So, right. uh, you could – yeah, he's had some glimmers of, like, some amazing – Right, talent for sure
0: he's one you don't think of and so I'm pulling him as my as my pick although I'm I actually think wow it's gonna win but I'm pulling Roman Bardet as kind of the dark horse
1: choice okay I I
0: like it that's that's what I have any any other picks you know we've got Perry Nice coming up we have the Giro anything else you want to pick since you're a big fan of this and maybe we'll have you back on some other time this year and we could talk about world class uh, world tour cycling as well
1: I want to see Matteo Jorgensen uh, in Perry Nice I think he's, I think he's racing. He's talked about that. It's like a big goal for him. I right. want to see him crushing because he looked so good in some of those early, early season races. La Provence. So yeah. I think because he was climbing with like, like people he should not be climbing with. So.
0: Right. He had just been crashed out by a spectator the day before. And then he's up there on uh, going up the early part of the Mont too. So that was, that was impressive. Do you know any of these guys? Have you been able to connect with any of uh, these other pros who's in, and maybe they're giving you a guiding hand?
1: I've talked to Mateo, uh, cause he was in LA, but no, I don't have a close relationship with, with anyone, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> well, see, this is why we're having a close relationship with you. So when you hit the big time, you could say, Hey, I used to be on this, uh, this really shitty podcast.
1: <laughs> oh no, then, this is, I'll remember this for the rest of my life for sure. Uh, <laughs> this is, this is the highlight.
0: <laughs> um, you really need to get a life. That's no, no, no
1: offense, <laughs> but
0: if this is your high life highlight. I we need to have a talk. Uh, I'm going to send Mason a specific message to take you out and um, maybe party a little bit so that this is not your highlight for the weekend. All right.
1: All right. Yeah, for sure.
0: All right. Hey, really nice getting to know you. I appreciate it. Uh, Thanks for coming on. And we're going to be watching you in the future. So everyone check out Drake duel as in a feud, a fight, a duel between two people uh, on on his YouTube uh, page. We'll put the links in there for that. Strava as well and and when you're on Zwift think of him maybe he developed something you're using yeah maybe it's so. definitely possible so, right. thank you Tyler it's been a pleasure yeah enjoy your ride tomorrow uh everyone you know check him out he's blowing up he's blowing up the world he's taking over Phil Gaiman's KOM's people that in itself is worthy of praise and something to think about all right take care thanks Tyler yep